talk about rising tensions between Israel and Palestine. Because it's no longer just in the Middle East. It's now in the U.S. too. I have a story here about a Jewish diner that was attacked by pro-Palestinian activist groups. A man who tried to defend customers at this restaurant was sent to the hospital after being severely maced and beaten. Not to mention, just driving to work today, the most disgusting shit I've ever seen. I saw pro-Palestinian groups marching up and down the streets of Ann Arbor, waving that hideous fucking flag. And, of course, these white college students were just gobbling that shit up. So, I want to make this quick and brief. I am not the most informed on the long-running history between Israel and Palestine, though I might be slightly more informed than your average Westerner. So, two myths I want to debunk real quick. One being... The issue, the, the beef, the Israel-Palestine conflict has not been going on for hundreds of years or a thousand years or whatever time period people like to say. It, unless they say it's only been gone for about a hundred years. It really only started in like the late 19th, early 20th century. You got like a hundred to maybe 110 years-ish around that part. Excuse me. And this all predates World War One, of course. And it involves the like the Ottoman Empire plays a role into it. And before there was an Israel, there was a big Palestine, half of it owned by the Germans, half of it owned by France. The Ottoman Empire collapses. The British take over that side of it. And then it's the British and the French who own Palestine. One half is Jewish, the other half is Muslim, and there's like a 10% Christian living population scattered throughout that. Uh, Palestine gets more and more tense and hostile towards Israel. Israel reciprocates, like two kids picking on each other before it turns into a little fist fight. The uh, the UN steps in. They draw up a map, or they're like, "This is what you own. This is what you own." Palestine was like, "This is great, except for I don't like the Jewish people owning shit." So we're gonna, you know, take them out and, and just have it so we own all that land. And that didn't work because Israel actually has a really good army and has always had a really good army. Seriously, look up their win to lose ratio. That shit's insane. It's like the first half of. Anderson Silva's career, just that, you know, it's a perfect score almost. Now, another misconception is there's never been any attempt for uh, land understanding and peace deals. That's not true. Israel alone has tried roughly five times, and every time is every time Palestine has been like, no, fuck you in this blueprint. So, and, and legit, you want to know who the, here, let me tell you, the, you know who the bad guys are? when one of them is sending children with suicide backpacks charging at the other. Yeah, that's happening right now. That's been happening. Um, Palestine uses children and other people. They put suicide backpacks on them into like suicide bombers and shit instead of charging through Gaza or wherever the fuck they can to try and aim at Israel. And then Israel will end up having to shoot, you know, a kid or somebody with a suicide backpack on them.
And then, like, the next day you'll see in the news some headline, like, uh, Israel shoots unarmed children or whatever, and the true story is these children were wearing backpacks full of explosives, and if they didn't shoot the kids, these kids would have blown up part of the border or killed Israelis. So... And then I hate the AP. The AP is a, a big culprit in this shit. Uh, actually, recently, I think it was like two AP journalists died uh, in like a in like the crossfire between Palestine and Israel. It was like a apartment building or a hotel building in like the middle of Gaza that got caught in some crossfire. And you know what? Quite frankly, fuck those AP journalists terrible garbage people they were rolling with, like look it's had one of those you know bystanders live and of course you know it's journalists whatever the fuck that means anymore but i mean come on am i really supposed to sit here and be like oh no shock horror it's like walter cronkite when he saw when the vietnam conflict got shot and died it's like well he did go there knowing that he was going into a battlefield in a hostile situation so uh, you know, take it or leave it. I'm not surprised. I'm not sad. Or people at work like, oh my god, AP journalist died. Oh, so I heard an NPR, NPR, their radio station for the pseudo intellectual. I hate NPR. I hate what it does to people. You don't know what it does to people. I have a Jewish coworker who, when I try to talk to them a little bit about this, like Biden wanted to pull funding and not help help Israel reload the Iron Dome defense. She was like, oh, sounds like a good thing then. A Jew defending Palestine. It's like she doesn't know that Palestine would rape and murder her and leave her corpse in the street to fester in the sun. It's like NPR tells people, oh, no, no, Palestine's your friend if you're Jewish. There are zero Jewish people in Palestine, but there's at least 7% of, of Israel's population is Muslim. It's sort of like how you can be a socialist in a capitalist society, but you can't be a capitalist in a socialist society. Another thing I want to debunk is this is barely anything to do with religion. Barely anything at all to do with religion. The only part of the Israel-Palestine conflict that has to do with religion is regarding three holy sites. Um, there's that wall, uh, there's the mound, and Mecca. And as someone who doesn't put any real stock in religion, it seems like the most retarded shit to worry about. Well, that isn't really the main issue they have. It's all land. It's, it's exclusively land-related. Every time, and there's been five attempts from Israel to be like, here, try this out. Here's a map. We have 50-50. And Palestine's every time, like, oh, that's great, except for we don't like the 50% that's Jewish, so we're going to go and take that out. And that always backfires because it was a great army. Issue so so here's just an example. If you want dates and details, you can look it up yourself. But here's an example. Israel uh, Palestine was really angry about a map they, they were handed and they were told like this is what it's gonna be like. And they said no. And they go on this fucking I don't know, crusade for lack of a better word right now. And Israel beats the fuck out of them. Israel slaughters them in, in a conflict. And then Israel says, fine, and we're going to keep this land too. We're going to homestead it. And this is like right during and after World War II. So that's why a lot of Jewish people flocked there. It wasn't just the UN shoveling people off. Israel was actually saying, hey, 
come here, come live here. Because being Jewish isn't just a religion. It, it, it needs to be its own culture. It needs to be its own state and its own lifestyle, its own people. And that's where like the Zionist movement came out of. That's where you got Zionist from. Is them saying it's not enough to be Jewish in faith. You have to be like all out, live and breathe Judaism. And they also believe like the only way they can guarantee their safety is if they have their own nation state. That's predominantly Jewish, so they're no longer the minority, uh, a state where they're the the majority. How'd that work out? Israel even pulled out of Gaza, and Palestine is still warring for Gaza. Israel basically surrendered Gaza. And they even, you know how hard they fought the Egyptians to have ownership of Gaza? It was unreal. But that's enough of that. There, there was five attempts every time Israel said no, or Israel made five attempts to make peace every time Palestine said no. The UN got involved and Palestine said no, and now with everything, everything having to be a left or right topic, of course, all these same places like the UN are now anti-Israel when just 10 years ago, they, they all were. The, the amount in which pop, politics has become the main pop culture is just fucking embarrassing. <sighs> First, and so I have an article here. It's from the Washington Post. Democracy dies in darkness is under the headline. Cute. I mean, you would know Washington Post, wouldn't you? So... Power up. Biden administration approved 735 million weapons sale to Israel, raising red flags for some House Democrats. This was published May 17, 2021 at 6.27 a.m. And this was written by Jacqueline Almany. Jack Jacqueline Almany. And they issued a correction here before you get into the article. It says, a previous version of this article stated that the United States supported an immediate ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. The White House initially said it would only support a ceasefire if both parties to the conflict choose to pursue one. President Biden urges urged a ceasefire late, later in the day on Monday. This article has been corrected. Now into the actual article. First in power up. The Biden administration has approved the sale of 735 million in precision guided weapons to Israel, raising red flags for some House Democrats who are part of the government's support. <clears throat> oh, sorry, I skipped a little part. Raising red flags for some House Democrats who are part of the shifting debate over the U.S. government's support for the Israeli government of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu. Congress was officially notified of the proposed sale on May 5th. Three people based on Capitol Hill familiar with the notification told my colleague, Karun Demajarin, and me, that was nearly a week before Hamas, the terrorist-designated organization. 
that controls the Gaza Strip began intense rocket attacks against Israel that have reportedly killed at least 10 Israelis. The rockets have been answered with ongoing Israeli airstrikes that have left nearly 200 Palestinians dead and sparked worldwide calls for diplomatic action. The crisis is the worst since is sorry, the crisis is the worst since a 2014 Hamas Israel Israeli war that lasted nearly 2 months. Now, you're looking there's a reason you're seeing a lot of this happening. This is not off the article. This is not just me talking. Before I go back to reading the article, we have a weak, incompetent president right now, and the world knows it. That's why you're seeing all this crazy, hostile escalation shit happening right now. For better or worse, Trump was like, no, I'm the president. I'm the president. It stops here. No, we are not. No, you're not. No, 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 no. And you put his foot down. He'd cuss you out, and if you still acted up, he'd point a fucking mope at your front door and say, Go ahead, be a bitch, and I'll make a pussy out of you and grab you. No one wanted to deal with that, because Trump's ego meant a lot. So if he tells you not to do something and you do it, he's going to respond with full force. Biden is just going to do, you know, the thing. Anyway, back to the article. The Biden administration initially avoided calling for an immediate ceasefire and has said that Israel has the right to defend itself against Hamas. Goddamn right. A position that a majority of Congress has previously supported, but a new generation of House Democrats more open to questioning Washington's support of Netanyahu. is raising some concerns. Some lawmakers want to know more about the new proposed sale and its timing, suggesting it to be used as leverage. See what I mean? Well, I was just saying earlier about how now everything is a left and right topic. It didn't matter if a Democrat or Republican office, something everybody agreed on was Israel is our friend, Israel is our ally, they need our help, we give them that help. But that's just not the case anymore. And interesting here, they do talk about the leverage thing. I, I haven't pre-read this article. I read, like, should I read up until, like, nearly to the last two months part? And then I was like, I gotta read this on the episode. I wonder if the reason why he's giving arms to Palestine and Israel and some other subgroups is he wants to see them, we want to see the Middle East destroy itself. Because Biden is part of that very interventionalist, neo-lib, neo-con era of presidencies and politicians. Very much interventionalists. And getting involved in other people's shit for no good fucking reason. That's very much been the MO of people from like the Bush era, the Nixon era, all that shit. From the Nixon era all the way up through the Obama era, where just these pro-war presidents... Biden is no different. The Middle East is just a tool to him, and if he can have these countries kill kill each other and themselves, it's just easier for us to go in there and take over shit. But that's just my theory. A game theory. Anyway, back to the article. Quote, In the past week, the Israeli military strikes have killed many civilians and destroyed 
the buildings that house the Associated Press and American Company reporting on the facts in Gaza. A Democratic lawmaker on the Hill's Foreign Affairs Committee told us, of course, let me tell you something right here. The AP doesn't report facts. The AP reports biases. If you want just facts, go to C-SPAN. The AP is absolute bullshit. And they hire absolute pussies. That's what the AP stands for. Absolute pussies. They are partisan hacks, and they play partisan games. And they drive the average uninformed American citizen fucking insane. Peddling orange men, bad conspiracy theories. If you look at the AP today, they're telling you about how Donald Trump triggered an insurrection and lied about vote and, and and lied and said there was all kinds of voter fraud and we can't have that. Then look at the AP in 2017 and 2016 and early 2018 where they're all screaming Trump got elected through Russia, Russia hoax this, Steele dossier that, Kavanaugh this. It's the projections fucking insane. On one hand, it's sad what any innocent civilians lose their life, but you're journalist. Whatever the fuck that means today. And you went into a hostile war zone and died in the crossfire. No shit. I'm not sad and I'm not surprised. It's like if I ran into a riot and said, oh, I'm here filming from this fucking riot and I got beaten to death. That's the risk you run for the footage and the story you get. I'm supposed to sit here and be like, oh no, AP journalist died. Less scum of the earth on earth. Wah. Cry me a fucking river, AP. God, too bad. Too bad there wasn't more AP journalists covering this pressing story, right guys? Imagine all the headlines we could have potentially got had this tragic accident, honk honk, not happened. Honk honk. Fucking AP. Anyway, I love how, how Democratic lawmakers are the ones saying, this is a tragic AP fucking lost people. Oh, man, you better pay Palestine is a bad group. Suck my dick. <laughs> Quote, allowing this proposed sale of smart bombs to go through without putting pressure on Israel to agree to a ceasefire will only enable further carnage. They will have war regardless. Palestine openly funds Hamas. Palestine helped fund Al-Qaeda. Palestine helped fund ISIS. They do not care about the world. They do not have the world's best interest. And here's the thing. A lot of the money we've given Palestine in, in the exchange of them saying, oh, yeah, 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 peace, has gone towards arming terrorists. We give them money in the hopes they use it for good, and they use it to fuck us. I, I hate that you can't find a good nonpartisan hack. Like, like sorry, it, it, it troubles me you can't find a good nonpartisan reporter. All you can find is these partisan hacks here for a fucking paycheck. Why don't we just quit? Why don't we quit playing world police and go back to dealing with our own shit? As the great Jordan Pearson once said, clean your fucking room.
before you clean your fucking house. <clears throat> the administration is required to inform Congress of such sales, although officials official notification generally comes only after Congress has informally agreed. Once the formal notification is made, lawmakers have 15 days to object a non-binding resolution. I'm just probably yeah, I heard about this. It's over. The window they like by the, so the reason there's a delay in in them finding out about the deal was so they wouldn't have time to file it because it takes like 10 days alone for it to be reviewed. Like like, like the complaint that leads to the 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 essentially Congress veto. Oh, I'm sure this article will get into it. Yep, 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 it does. Okay, back to the article. The bulk of the proposed sale is of Joint Direct Attack Munitions, or JDAMS, JDAMS. Kits that transform so-called, quote, dumb bombs into precision-guided missiles. Israel, which has purchased substantial quantities of JDAMS, in the past has said the Gaza airstrikes are precision guided to avoid hidden civilians, but charged the Hama, but charged that Hamas used uses civilians in heavily populated enclaves as human shields, which is absolutely true. As I said earlier, they strap bombs to children, have children charge through Gaza towards Israel. You know, it's crazy shit. But but they'll paint it with such a nice brush in the same paragraph. Do you saw that? They they condemned and said, oh no, Israel killed these AP journalists. Well, they do say that Palestine uses humans and shields and that the reason they like precision-guided missiles is to limit the chances of civilian harm. So they're actively taking precautions to kill as many to to not kill as many people as possible. But they're the bad guys. Those darn evil Israelis using non trying to find ways to take out only the threat and not kill civilians like real monsters. Killing those innocent, hard working journalists. Oh no. <laughs> Walter Cronkite think. God, I hate what we call journalists these days. <clears throat> Back to the article. Former President Donald Testosterone Trump. Weird. Weird they would put that in here. Anyway, back to the article. Former President Trump vetoed three resolutions passed by Congress in 2019 to stop arms sales benefiting Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. After the House and Senate voted to block arms deals worth more than $8 billion. Yeah, yeah, I, I say we just quit fucking around over there in general with inflation and everything going on in our country. Why are we cleaning up other countries' messes? We have our own shit to deal with. Huh. A spokesperson for the House Foreign Affairs Committee confirmed that Congress was notified on May 5th the commercial deal in which Boeing will provide the weapons to Israel but some foreign affair lawmakers were caught off guard over the weekend when they first learned of the sale, according to sources with knowledge of the private conversations. Quote, we're lucky to catch this weapon sale, a Democrat 
<clears throat> a Democratic committee told Power Up, quote, there's zero transparency. There's zero transparency on the House of Foreign Affairs Committee, and sensitive deals are regularly approved without scrutiny. The aide added of committee chair rep George Gregory, sorry, chaired by rep Gregory W. Meeks, a Democrat from New York. Quote, there's truth to the notion that there's a major, that there's major shifts in the party about how we rubber stamped Israel writ large. W-R-I-T, that's how it's writ, writ large. A Democratic Sen Senate aide told Power Up, the aide added, it's unlikely, it's unlikely debate over the sale will ultimately result in a resolution of disapproval from Congress. Still, the proposed arms sale is likely to further highlight the growing divide among Democrats over criticisms of Israel. Quote, Israel maintains a deep <coughs> bench of staunch defense... <coughs> Let me just retry, re restart that. Quote, Israel maintains a deep bench of staunch defenders in the Democratic leadership including Senate Majority Leader Charles E. Schumer, Chuck Schumer of New York, the Chairman of the Senate Foreign Affairs Relations Committee, Robert Mendez of New Jersey, and House Majority Leader Steny H. Hoyer of Maryland, who have all emphasized Israel's right to defend itself. They're fucking right! Israel legit says, leave us alone, man. We want to give you the land you want, and we just want the land we want. Leave us fucking be. But they don't get left alone. They have every right to defend themselves. And the fact they keep winning, it's like when you're at the bar, and you're that skinny dude who keeps fucking with the big guy who's just at the bar drinking. The little guy's like, come on, man. Fucking, fucking come on, man. Rough house with me. Let's go, buddy. I got you. The guy at the bar is like, just leave me alone. Leave me alone. Eventually, the guy at the bar stands up and beats the shit off of the other guy. Anyway, back to the article. He emphasized Israel's right to defend itself. But a new crop of younger lawmakers willing to challenge the party's pro-Israel orthodoxy has put pressure on the Biden administration and congressional leaders amid polling showing growing skepticism among Democrats about Israel's actions. Our colleagues and Girin and John Hudson reported last week, quote, We cannot just condemn rockets fired by Hamas and ignore Israel's state-sanctioned police violence against Palestinians, including unlawful evictions and violent attacks on protesters and the murder of Palestinian children. Rep. Mark Pocan, a Democrat from Wisconsin. Again, Israel's responding to being attacked. They're not just going and attacking. Second, I have an article I'll be getting to all about how a Jewish diner was attacked by a pro-Palestinian protest group. But yeah, Israelis are the ones attacking protesters. Cute.
the Democrat from Wisconsin goes on to say, or tweeted, quote, the USH not be funding this violence. Even Israel's defenders condemned Israelis' military actions over the weekend. No, they didn't. But I'm, I'm sure you're just going to quote Democrats. Yes, they do. Mendez, the Democrat from earlier, released a statement on Saturday after an airstrike targeted and destroyed a building housing Associated Press and other media outlets in Gaza City. Oh, it's such a loss. The AP lost some journalists, and other media places lost journalists. Tragic. Honk, honk. Quote, I am deeply troubled by reports of Israeli military actions that resulted in the deaths of innocent civilians in Gaza, as well as Israeli targeting of buildings housing international media outlets, Mendez tweeted. First off, again, these journalists... Massive air quotes around journalists. These partisan hacks with press patches, press passes, go into these hostile conflicts, and occasionally die. That's what's ha- that's that's the price you pay when you go into a hostile, warring, violent situation, and you shack up with fucking terrorists named Hamas. I'm gonna start calling them Hamas, Hamas. Ham-ass. Yeah, ham-ass terror group. So the ham-asses. Senator Chris Murphy, a Democrat from Connecticut, and Todd C. Young, a Republic from Indy. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, Todd C. Young from Indiana. This guy goes in. I, I, heard, I heard him say this shit in person. Chairman and ranking member of the Senate Foreign Affairs Relationship Relations Subcommittee on Near East, South Asian, Central Asian... And counterterrorism on Sunday called for a ceasefire between Israel and, Ham- and Hamas. Quote, Israel has the right to defend itself from Hamas rockets attacks in a manner of proportionate, oh, in a manner proportionate with the threat of its citizens. With the, ugh, let me just restart. Quote, Israel has the right to defend itself from Hamas rockets. Rocket attacks in a manner proportionate with the threat to its citizens and what they are facing as a result of Hamas rockets attacks. And Israel's response, both sides must recognize that too many lives have been lost and must not escalate to conflict must not escalate the conflict any further. We are encouraged by reports that the parties are exploring a ceasefire. We hope that that this ceasefire can be reached quickly and that additional steps can be taken to preserve a to preserve a two-state future, said Murphy and Young. I kind of agree with that. As it stands, quote, Palis- the Palestinian death toll in Gaza climbed to 192, including 58 children. Probably all wearing bomb backpacks including 58 children as of Sunday evening, according to local health officials. Our colleagues Steve Hendricks and Michael Miller report, quote, in the West Bank, at least 15 Palestinians have been killed since Friday. Since Friday, officials there said the death toll in Israel stands at 10 
after a disabled Israeli man was killed Saturday in a rocket strike in Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv suburb. No signs of slowing, quote, Israel struck the Gaza Strip again Monday, and Hamas rockets continued to streak in the other direction as the conflict hurtled into its second week with little signs of relenting despite increasing diplomatic efforts per Steve and Michael. At the White House, competence versus chaos. Quote, President Biden's administration by the middle of last week was confronted with images of long lines of gas pumps. The Middle East had erupted in violence. Headlines were warning that fears of inflation could threaten a fragile economy. Our colleagues Matt Viser and Sean Sullivan write, quote, A president who prides himself on choreographically and planning, I'm not familiar with that word, has seen in recent days a burst of unexpected events that showcase the need for political agility. The White House is approaching the problems. All politically sensitive, with a degree of calm and caution. <laughs> even as some allies want Biden to be more forceful, even before events spiral further. End quote. <laughs> Biden's not writing the show, man. I actually already did a public speaking of that where he did really well. I just have to watch that. And, you know, honestly, I do want him to do well. Uh, even though I, I, I am absolutely embarrassed that Joe Biden is our president. I feel like no matter who the president is, and even when I didn't like Trump, I didn't want anything bad. Wanting the president to fail because you don't like him is like wanting the captain to sink the ship you're riding because you don't like the captain. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. You should always hope for the best. And if it doesn't happen, you should use your ability to try and make the best of it. But Biden does his little speaking events, and then they put him in a wheelchair, and they park him in the sun with a blanket on his lap, and he just droops in his chair and takes a nap. Now back to the article. Quote, as Biden and his aides seek to protect, or sorry, quote, as Biden and his aides seek to project steadiness, seek to project steadiness, many Republicans are offering an alternative interpretation. The world is increasingly engulfed in chaos on Biden's watch. As gas prices surge, crime rates rise, border crossings grow, and the cost of consumer goods threaten to spike. The cost of consumer goods have spiked. Gas is a consumer good. It has spiked. Electronics have spiked. Cars are actually in more demand than they are in supply. We are seeing clothing limited. We are seeing meat production, steak and pork specifically. Same thing with chicken. We're having chicken shortages in some states. Chicken shortages in some states. So no, it's not a threat for consumer goods to go up in, in cost. They are going up in cost. <clears throat> Quote, the dueling political message, messages have created a Rorschach test for voters in an up-and-coming election 
Do they see Biden as an agent of competence or of chaos? Look, I've talked to people who voted for Biden, and they just voted to get Trump out. A lot of them will admit that now. But no one voted. Biden was nobody's first choice. Nobody honestly looks at Biden and sees a competent man. And if they do, I can't help them. Nor should I try. But policies. I'm back to the article, by the way. The policies. Newsflash. Congress isn't coming to the rescue. Oh. Quote. Asked about the path to enact new voting. Oh. Hold on, hold on. What the fuck? Is it... Is it over? This is just not starting to talk about voting fraud. And, and I think it's very important for Republicans who won't be part of that to speak out. I'm skimming, I'm not seeing... Hmm. Yeah, that seems to be the end of it. Yeah, that's that's the end of it. Weird. Okay, look, Washington Post, you need to differentiate between when you're starting a new article and the last article ended. I just read, like, two paragraphs in. Yeah, I read quicker my head than I do out loud. In to the Bill Gates and Melinda divorce and what that has to do with politics before I realized this is an entirely new topic. Jesus. So, now, moving on, let's read that diner article I talked to you about. Back, here's the article. From KTLA, which is a local news station. It's KTLA 5's their channel, I believe. It says 5 in the corner. Headline of the article is, Attack on Jewish Diners by Members of Pro-Palestinian Caravan in Beverly Grove Investigated as Possible Hate Crime. Really? Jesus. So, I was going to play this video, but I can't. An attack on Jewish diners outside of a Beverly Grove restaurant by members of a pro-Palestine caravan Tuesday night is being investigated by police as a possible hate crime. Pro a pro Muslim group targeted a Jewish group based on the fact they were Jewish. I I think it's pretty safe to say it's a it's a hate crime. But I think hate speech and hate crimes are retarded categorizations. Crimes a crime. Racism is racism. We don't need to add anything fancy to it. Yeah, Glenn and Lou, good afternoon to the two of you. And it's rather unfortunate because over the weekend we saw peaceful demonstrations outside of the federal building in Westwood where pro-Palestinian demonstrators were there on Saturday and pro-Israelis were there on Sunday with no major incidents to report. That wasn't until the work week started where we had incidents like this presenting themselves. Doing it one of two possible hate crime incidents being investigated by the Los Angeles Police Department this week. The one that you're looking at right now happened on Tuesday, as Glenn and Lou mentioned. In okay, so in the video right now, I'm seeing three trucks. People clearly dressed up as Muslims throwing shit at customers. 
the Beverly Grove area outside of a sushi restaurant. Diners were there. They were eating outside. They say they were Jewish when a caravan of what they described as pro-Palestinians came up. They asked if they were Jewish. The diners identified themselves as such, and that's when that fight broke out. We're told that pepper spray was involved. Someone cut their hand. No major injuries to report, but authorities are investigating this as a possible anti-Semitic hate crime now we can jump into some more video we can show you another incident that happened on monday not far um not gonna watch the footage for an unrelated news story. well it is related it's going to show you a jewish person being chased through a parking garage by somebody who's pro-palestinian in a truck this footage is not new it's been all over social media i imagine you've probably seen it already if not just look up jewish parking garage chased by palestine palestinian it was like in Illinois or some shit. Anyway. The incident which Los Angeles 5 Department spokesperson Nicholas Parange said was originally reported as a large group fight occurred shortly before 10 p.m. outside the Sushi Fumi restaurant in the 300 block of North L.A. Synaga... Synagogue Boulevard? It's not synagogue. It's like synagogue. Anyway. The incident was captured on video and shared with KTLA by a viewer who wished to remain anonymous. A witness to the incident said she was sitting with a group of friends when people in a caravan of vehicles displaying the Palestinian flag drove by and began shouting at diners. The witness said that one <clears throat> said that at one point a group of men jumped out of their vehicles and asked some of the men if any of them were quote Jews. The fighting broke out when two of the men replied that they were, according to the witness. Video shows punches and items being thrown between large groups of men on the sidewalk as customers looked on. The restaurant staff rushed to rush patrons inside, locked the doors, and called the police. The ordeal lasted about 15 minutes, according to the witnesses. Police eventually arrived and restored order. No one was transported from the scene. Purge. I don't know that would be true. I'm pretty sure there was one man rushed because of severe mace injuries. I'll double-check that one every month if I remember. Video of the, of the incident was sent to L.A. City Council, uh, Councilman Paul Quartz. Quote, it's absolutely outrageous. We're not going to allow this in the city of Los Angeles, Quartz said. The city of LAPD's department's motto, LAPD, like police department, their motto was, it's not our fault for like 20 years. That's, uh, forgive the skepticism. The councilman, who is Jewish himself, came to the scene and said he would push for the attack to be investigated. Quote, we're not going to bring the conflict from the Middle East here and allow people to be attacked on our streets because of what they look like and what they appear to be ethnically, Quartz said. Yeah, no, he's absolutely right. Like I said earlier, the only reason I'm really talking about the Middle Eastern shit so much is because it's pouring out here more and more by the fucking day. I was 
just going to work, I saw that horrendous fucking Palestinian flag waving people, driving down the street, marching up down the street, waving it. I'm wearing my Israel merch when I go to Ann Arbor tomorrow. Yeah, I'll get to shine get the day off. Now I'll end up having to work, I'm sure. Back to the article. Mayor Eric Garcetti <laughs> also condemned the attack by saying that hate and discriminations have no place in the city of LA unless it's, you know, under the guise of BLM. Quote, we as a city condemn last night's organized anti-Semitic attack. Jewish, Jewish Angolo knows? I'm not familiar with that term. Like residents should feel safe in our city, tweeted Garcetti. I like how they're just tweeting this. He was LA's first elected Jewish mayor. Quote, LA is a city of belonging, not of hate. There is simply no place for anti-Semitism, discrimination, or prejudice of any kind in Los Angeles. Again, unless it's under BLM. And then, then, then those riots and murders are completely fine and forgivable. I'll read the tweet out here. Mayor of LA. This is an official tweet from May 19th, 2021. Quote, We as a city condemn last night's organized anti-Semitic attack. Jewish, Jewish Ang- Angelos. Anglo-Saxons? Hmm. Like all residents should... Okay, yada, yada, yada. LAPDHQ is investigating this assault as a hate crime. And will and we will respond with full force of the law. Quote, LA is a city of belonging, not hate. I laugh at that a little bit. Again, BLM burned the city down, dog. Investigators later determined... There were five victims involved in the incident, which is being investigated as a hate crime. Los Angeles Police Department Officer Officer Lai said three outstanding suspects are being sought after or being sought. Courts asked the LAPD to provide resources to ensure similar incidents don't happen in the future. Pro-Palestinian supporters have recently taken to the streets in West Los Angeles. To, oh, is that word I'm not pronouncing right? Los Angeles, but like what they call themselves as residents, like Los Angeles or whatever the fuck. Okay, okay. The article. To, pro, to protest the ongoing fight between Israel and Hamas in Gaza. There shouldn't even really be a fight there. Again, Israel retreated. They surrendered Gaza, even after they spent 20 years fighting Egypt for it. Ugh. There have been no reports of any local protests turning violent. <laughs> so see this video is. It's an ad. So that should I'm coming up to the end of this episode right about now. As you see, things in the Middle East are escalating and it's starting to spill out here. And I don't know what to do about it. All I can say is be armed, be prepared, and be safe. Much like we saw the riots last year, this shit will come to your front door. This shit will come to your city. And if you're not ready to defend yourself, you need to get ready now. Because if you're not at that time, well, that might be you getting attacked and going to the hospital and not to defend yourself. Actually, let me look up real quick.
I'm pretty sure a man was rushed to the hospital. When I Google that specifically, too. Uh, man. Mace at LA Jewish restaurant. Hospital. <laughs> I just want to say, I, I swear I read something about someone being rushed to the hospital. You know what? I, I don't see it. I'm not going through it. This is why people need to enact enact with their Second Amendment rights and fight to keep their Second Amendment. How many of those diners at that restaurant could have prevented more and more, prevented a lot of that ass whooping if they just were armed? And they pulled it and defended themselves. A lot of this crazy shit would go down. You're not going to see this in red counties. You're not going to see this in gun-toting areas. Why? Because everyone's armed. You go sideways and act crazy, you're going to be dealt with neutralized. Things in the Middle East are going to escalate, and they're going to keep escalating regardless of if we're there or not. We need to do something about what's happening here in our own backyards now. We need to have community outreach. We need to start building culture. We need to start knowing our neighbors. We need to start understanding where they're coming from and know what's up with them. Because, let's face it, if you thought things were bad under Trump with riots and violence in the streets, they're only going to escalate even further with Biden. And I fully support Israel. I feel bad for Benjamin Netanyahu, and I think his people are very lucky to have him. And quite frankly, I don't know how he does what he does, but fuck, man. God bless him for, for doing what he's doing. I guess that's probably it for this episode. I've been your host, James Madison, and this has been Inside Four Walls. Catch you on the other side of the Great Divide.